This is the Perfectly Mentored Podcast with your host, Jason Portnoy. I want to talk about the word scaling because it's a term that gets thrown around a lot. Yeah. Uh, let's scale. I'll like I'll scale your business. We help businesses scale. Hell, look, I'm a marketer. I'm guilty of of overusing that word a lot too. Yeah. So let's yeah. talk. What does scaling a business mean to you? Is it just about revenue? Like, what does scaling actually mean? Yeah, I'm really glad that you brought that up because it is really uh, overused, misused. And in my book, Scale or Fail, I really go into this. The idea of scaling is that. Uh, you are replicating your offering um, so that you can multiply it well beyond you and so that you're continuing to grow uh, on on your top line and your bottom line without growing your expenses at the same rate. So for it to scale, you have to have a multiplier. Uh, So whether that is, and there are many, many ways to scale. So for instance, it could be that you have one location and then you franchise it. It could be that you create a membership program. And so it's this idea of what's your one to many. How do you take the same time, energy, effort, money, uh, and, and then multiply that to many potential customers at one time? And then on the team side, it's like, how do you replicate you, your genius, and have others, you know, train them or certify them or license them? There's many ways of going about it where they are delivering that offering. And this is where you're able to exponentially uh, grow your reach, your impact in and obviously grow your your revenue and profit. So then at what point is a business, let's say, out of growth mode and into scale mode? Because I feel like there may be some confusion for some businesses out there. Yeah, so I talk about five phases of scaling your business. So there's a couple models that just are not scalable. And so if you are the operator, if you're the one that is delivering your product or service, you cannot scale that. So if I'm an accountant and I'm working with my clients, well, there's only so much time in the day. So I, this is about phase two. You know, phase one is just total startup. You're doing everything. Phase two, you have a few employees, but you're still approving everything going in and out of your business. You're still delivering the product or service. Still not scalable. So at this point to move into phase three, where you start building teams, you have to start training other accountants. You have to start taking your clients and handing them over to other people on your team, which is very scary. This is probably, you know, this is such a critical point why so many business owners don't do it because it's our baby and we've worked so hard to build this thing and is someone else gonna screw it up? But the truth is, is that if you bring on great people and you have a great culture and we really work on your leadership, then you actually, sometimes these people can be better than you and you can work to be the visionary of the company, really working on the business. And so for instance, in, in my business, I don't work directly. I'm involved in our community 
like I'm very connected in the community, but I don't privately coach our clients anymore. I have great, great mentors that do that. So that's the shift that has to happen is that you're re- basically replacing yourself. So, I mean, what are some of the biggest reasons you've seen businesses, uh, sorry for the rhyme and to flip and, and to like play on your book, uh, what's the biggest reasons you've seen businesses fail to scale? Mm-hmm. Uh, well, one is what I just told you. You know, it's very scary to let go. And a lot of it's just habit. Like think about the reason you started your business. Many people start their business because, you know, they've got something they're very passionate about it, but they're a lot of times in survival mode. Like I've got to make this happen. You know, like I've quit my job and I've got to be able to, this this is, has got to be able to pay for itself and cover our expenses and so forth. Once you get to a point where you're starting to build a team and replace yourself, uh, add new revenue streams that might have a recurring revenue, you cannot be approaching it from that place. You can't be approaching it from desperation. You may still not have much cash flow because, you know, as you're growing, businesses are often investing in a lot of things. But it re- you have to come to it from a strategic place. And making that shift from entrepreneur to like CEO of a company, a lot of that is mindset that has to happen. And we're such creatures of habit is that once one bad thing happens, which could be daily, I don't, bad is not the, the word, one challenge happens, we fall back into our old, oh, I'm going to jump in and fix it. And oh, I'm going to fire that person because they made a mistake sort of thing. So it really is, you know, uh, making that shift from boss to leader um, and being able to let go. Some of, those are some of the biggest mistakes. Now there's, you know, there are many others too, but those are some of the real big ones. I want to go deeper into that. But before, just I'm trying to think the listeners that are listening right now, if there's some listeners who let's say they're maybe at that point where they're starting to scale, right? They're at that point where they're trying to like build out and get out of the entrepreneur zone. What can they do now to prepare themselves um, to capitalize for when it's time to actually scale? Yeah. So uh, we'll first get my book, Scale or Shale. That will help you a lot. I, I think if I had understood this at the, in the early part of my journey, it would have saved me so much headache and heartache. I mean, you know, I in my early days, just from the stress of it and and working day and night, I ended up having a terrible car accident. I mean. You know, so I think understanding that there are five phases and you're in phase one or you're in phase two to understand that this is it. like if you make these tweaks, it will move you along the journey. But because we think this is the world and this is how it is, we live there and oftentimes the businesses die there. So if they just have an awareness Uh, These are the phases. And then when you make this tweak, you get to this phase. And then when you make, you know what I mean? And you begin to evolve, you have a roadmap to follow. And you don't have to wait until you get to this point where you're so burned out to go, oh, now how do I scale? You may not be ready to do it here, but you understand that's coming down the pipeline. Got it. So have a plan of attack. 100%. I mean... Going back to what you said earlier, you're 100% right. So many times I've seen business owners stand in their own way, 
right? They, in, they're in their own way of success. Um, they can't delegate, like you said, they can't hire teams, um, but they also can't do it all themselves, right? So they, they're in that stuck position of, I can't do this all, and I, I have, I'm bad at delegating. What's your advice to those owners? How do you get them out of that? Yeah, so, uh, you know, I think the, to understand that the people that you surround yourself, first of all, they don't have to be you and you don't want them to be like you. Like they bring a new perspective to the table. And I've had so many business owners over the year that I've worked with that would give me the yes, but, well, I have to be the one doing this or, oh no, this is going to cost and I don't have the money for it, you know? And then once they finally make that hire and they do delegate, they're like, I don't know how I function without this help. And I'm actually making more money now. So it truly is our own view of it. And, and to understand that when you start building a team, you're creating fuel for the growth of your company. People are often thinking, well, if I've got to pay someone $50,000, I don't have $50,000. So I've got to save up until I get $50,000. No, it's $50,000 divided by 12. And if they're not working out, you can let them go at month three if they're not performing. And that, you know, whatever the math is around that, let's say 4,000 a month, I'm just making up numbers, could be more, but let's say it's 4,000 a month. They need to, this whoever you hire, if you train them right and you help give them goals and a direction and they're clear on their role, they should be helping to create a lot more than $4,000 a month, you know, three to $10,000. I mean, sorry, three to 10 times what you're paying them, whether it's in direct revenue, whether it's in you are freed up. So now you can go build those relationships. You know, if I was in the weeds of the company right now, you and I would not be having this interview because I know that our clients are being taken care of. Yeah, I, I love the last part you said there was was time. Time is, is a currency, right? So whether they're giving you back revenue or time or giving you time, people don't see it as that. People, there's two types of currencies in life. Well, that's it, money and time. That's it, everything else, everything has a cost and it costs one of those two things. And time is more valuable. I agree. I, I totally money agree. Will, money will come and go, you know. I'd rather, I rather pay for someone who could give me back, you know, or save me five years of growth, of, of growing pains to get me to five years ahead or give me back hours in my day. I'd love that. Yeah. Yeah. Brent, yeah. And you have to look at the value of your time. And I always tell my clients, just pretend like your value is $5,000 an hour. It's $5,000 an hour. We've just upped your rate. And would you be on Verizon making that call, <laughs> sitting on hold? Would you be booking those flights? Would you be driving to the post office if your value was $5,000? Now, how do you want to get to that rate is that you value your time. 
Hey everyone, thank you for listening. Hope you enjoyed that episode. Thank you for your attention. And if you made it this far, you're clearly somebody who wants to take their business to the next level. You want to get better. And I understand that being an entrepreneur sometimes can feel like a little bit of a lonely journey, which is why being part of a thriving community of like-minded people is just so important. It was super helpful in my own development as well. And as is the ability to instantly get answers to the questions you may have in order to grow and scale your business. It's for that reason why I launched a consulting coaching program called the Market Domination Method. And guess what? If you're listening to this and you hear this, we're open for applications right now for new members to join. So to request an invitation or to book a free diagnostic call, call it a game plan call. I'll literally sit with you and demonstrate the value that we could bring to your business on that call. Let's jump on a call. Uh, we'll discuss ways you could possibly grow your business. Head on over to jportnoy.com, J-P-O-R-T-N-O-Y.com. You'll find all the different ways you could work together. It's going to be the best business decision you'll make. So hope to speak soon. Head on over to jportnoy.com, book that free game plan call, and I look forward to talking to you soon.